What's up, guys? Today we're going to be doing another episode of Evolutionary.org podcast. So, and this one, it's going to be episode 566, Proper Skincare on Steroid Cycle. So, this is one, you know, that a lot of people don't realize. And, and skin care is very, very important. One of the things that happens when you use anabolic steroids is if you have existing skin issues, they tend to get worse on anabolic steroids. It's due to the hormonal changes. It's due to the rise of androgens in the body. It's due to the effects of the oil, oils that it's effects of the metabolites that are coming through your skin. Um, so <clears throat> you'll notice some changes to your skin. Um, it could be a lot of different things that could happen. There's people that get injection issues with rashes and, and hot skin and stuff like that as well. So, but the number one one is is acne. And we see acne on the face. We see acne on the back. And some people are unfortunate enough to have acne all over the body. So in this one, we're going to give you guys some, some different tips as to how you can help with this. Now, I've been very fortunate. Um, I don't have uh, a lot of skin issues myself. Um, so, um, you know, aside, you know, being a teenager, getting zits on my face and stuff like that, which is pretty much typical teenager stuff, hormones are changing and all that stuff. I haven't had issues going into adulthood with skin issues, but I have worked with a lot of people who have, and we've seen guys who have kind of experimented with different things to help them. So that's pretty much what we're going to do on this podcast. So I'll bring in Mobster to start off. Mobster, tell us a little bit about proper skincare on cycle. Yeah, I'm with you, Steve. I've never had any uh, steroid-related uh, acne at all. And I can barely remember having any kind of acne uh, beyond one or two zits, perhaps, as a teenager. So in that particular regards, I've been incredibly lucky. I think um, I, I tan quite well, so that helps as well. In fact, I'm just going to I'm, I make sure to make a comment on that later on. I want to also address another point when it comes to skincare, and it's a specific to gym users full stop, regardless of whether you're going to use or are using performance-enhancing drugs. Right, so one of the things that came out of COVID was that we had we went round and had stations put into the local gyms and probably worldwide the same, Steve, with uh, a alcohol that you could wipe the equipment down with and towels that you would throw away. Uh, because we were trying to, trying to lower the risk of infection. Um, and, of course, what really also happened, and something we should actually keep in mind when we're training and being sweaty, is that you should actually be wiping the equipment down anyway. That's just being sociable, Steve. That's just good manners. Something we've also noticed over the years, and this especially applies if you're on cycle, Steve, when it comes to skincare, is... The, <laughs> I think every gym's had one. I don't think we've got one now, but certainly I've seen this in the past where you would have someone that would seem to be using the same training clothing that, that they had last time. And the best guess was that it wasn't being washed between gym sessions. And trust me, guys, the combination of lots of fellas and women, but especially fellas, with sweaty gym gear, using uh, gym equipment and not wiping it down, the risk of infection, regardless of acne, etc., is much higher. And it's just good old-fashioned manners and common sense to wash your equipment, especially, and I, I do this every so often, see my support equipment, my knee wraps, my 
my elbow straps, whatever. They just hold it, especially the neoprene kind, and just literally having a small hand towel, bar towel, something like this that you can have in your gym bag and wiping the goddamn that. This time of year, Steve, even with the British weather, the humidity is quite high, and not every gym's uh, equipped with decent air conditioning, etc. We got those huge three foot fans in our place, the big turbo kind, and it's it's just a sweaty mess, and it's just good old fashioned manners, even common sense to wipe that stuff down. But yeah. There are professional bodybuilders out there. You can see photographs. I'm not going to name one particular person that I think of uh, right now. I've seen photographs. They're kind of gnarly looking anyway, and they have very angry-looking skin on cycle, especially when they're bulking up. And I said there's a handful of them where they struggle big time and skincare, and I've got a few suggestions we'll make during the podcast uh, as to how they, they especially, possibly because of the high amount of androgens and whatever that they're on, uh, will have t- serious problems. And this, here's the thing, it's kind of crazy because of the drugs, because of how you're training, because of the sweaty situation. You have to look, especially on stage, Steve, as healthy as possible, and that includes skincare. So, yeah, we're going to have a bunch of suggestions, the drugs that cause it, uh, making sure that you, you, you're you on point, especially you younger listeners, where it can be a little bit, you know, not using the right soaps and all this kind of thing, dry skin, oily skin, etc. Yeah, back to you, Steve. Okay, so let's start with tips for acne and in um, on the skin. So number one, drying out the skin is a really good way to prevent the acne because the acne is going to really feed into that oily skin that we get on anabolic steroids, right? So, or we get with any situation where your hormones are changing. And a lot of people get hit with acne. It's not just on cycle; it's when you come off cycle. It's the hormonal changes. On and off cycle. So some of you are going to get worse acne actually in PCT because your hormones of PCT are going all over the place and you're timing PCT off enough where you're getting a crash and then a big rebound. So that can cause a acne issue right off the bat. So we want to keep our hormones as balanced as possible, which is going to be hard to do, but you want to kind of aim to do it. So a smooth transition into PCT is very, very important. One of the mistakes people do is they run too shallow of a PCT. In other words, they're running a steroid cycle. It's 12 weeks, long esters. They come off and they start PCT right away. This is a mistake. They're starting PCT, PCT too soon, but more importantly, they're finishing PCT too soon. So they'll finish PCT soon and then the steroids will actually come be out of their system because it takes four, five, six weeks for the steroid esters to clear. So then they get the hormonal changes from the PCT they're using on top of the steroids they're on, on top of coming off of everything at the same time, and then they get a big crash. And then they're like, oh my God, what's going on here? And then they wonder why their acne flares up. Well, that's probably why. So you want to make sure you time the PCT correctly. And on the flip side, you could start PCT too late or be using the wrong things where you get a crash and a quick rebound and and then you come off PCT and then you get another crash and then you get acne coming back. So on cycle, it's the androgens. Uh, the harsher steroids tend to bother people the, the most. Then you got the metabolites that are getting sweat out of your system. That can cause the acne to flare up even more. So... One of the keys, too, besides keeping your hormones balanced, 
it, you know, uh, when it comes to make uh, keeping your hormones balanced is running some good supplements that help balance out your hormones. So there are supplements out there that do that. There's supplements that help balance estrogen. There's supplements that help balance t- testosterone. And those, those kind of will help level things off for you and help that happen. But at the end of the day, look, if you're prone to acne, it, it it's going to happen one way or the other. You can lessen it by trying to keep your hormones balanced. Now, the second step is drying out your skin, as I mentioned. And drying out your skin, there's a few different ways to do this. Um, one of the, the, the natural ways that I like guys to approach this, mobster, is salt water baths or going swimming in the ocean. So those are really, really good options because the salt will dry your skin beautifully. And it's a natural way to do it. So um, another option is is tanning. You can go tanning or you can go to a tanning booth or something. But here's my issue with tanning is it is not a good idea long term because of the UV exposure. So you could open yourself up to skin cancer at a later age. Actually, I watched a show last night about, um, you know, involving Bob Marley. And I was like, you know. I never knew why Bob Marley died, mobster. And I actually looked it up. And can you believe it? He had skin cancer. So he died in his 30s of skin cancer. So it just shows you that skin cancer is a real thing. I know so many people who have actually died of, have have had skin cancer. But luckily it is treatable. But if you if you treat it too late, it can be an issue and he was only 36 years old and he died from it so and um so i mean you guys you really really got to be smart about how much sun exposure you're getting so saltwater baths to me are the safest option and then of course the third one is going to be keeping your skin clean which we'll get into in a second so mobster you want to comment yeah another option steve um and 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 by all means, go and uh, work with someone on this as well, as, as fucked up as that's going to sound, is a sauna. Um, I remember having a sauna absolutely years ago. Now, you have to be careful with this, guys, because sometimes what you're seeing is coming out of the skin isn't always ingrained dirt or whatever. Sometimes it's actually the healthy bacteria and and and, and, and moulds and fungi, stuff that was actually supposed to be on their body, Versus, you know, oh my God, what's this horrible stuff that's coming out of my skin pores? But yeah, I mean, here's the thing again, right? I mean, especially talking about guys that work for a living uh, in terms of construction and whatever else uh, in the forest, laboring away there, guys. And, and that's honest, hard toil. The issue is sometimes you don't realize not only are you getting as, as a, an excess of sun, which is great for drying out the skin. But the chemicals, the powders, the cement dust, God knows what you're working with, sawdust, and God knows what else you're working with. And getting just getting the classic example of this seed would be mechanics. And you know when you come across a mechanic because he's nearly always got oil under his fingernails, which is an absolute sod to get rid of. Now, the same thing applies to the pores of your skin, more so uh, on, on your face and certain areas of your body versus other areas where you have larger versus smaller pores. And you can go and have a sauna and... Do it as it's intended, not just sitting there, relaxing, chilling, whatever else, but literally rubbing the skin down. And there are particular protocols that you can follow. You can find those online. And you will see stuff coming out of your skin. You're like, what the hell is this? I remember literally the first time I had a sauna, just rubbing my thighs down or whatever else. And there was stuff coming out of my skin. And there was absolutely, I'm having a shower or, 
or whatever before have gone to the gym and there's this stuff that's coming out from deep inside your pores. I think it's also best to talk, to, to talk about not just with PEDs, but the simple fact of the matter is, and uh, there's an argument to be made if, Steve, for the reasons why we sweat, and that obviously isn't just to, to cool us down, it's also sometimes to get rid of toxins. And those toxins sitting on top of your skin, whether it is the cement dust because you're working in construction, or whether it's the androgens because you're on a high dose uh, steroid cycle, or literally just the crap that we're eating and the pollution that we're around. A great example of this, again, Steve, and should have caused me terrible, terrible problems, is that one of my jobs was in central London, up at the very, very famous Piccadilly uh, and Oxford Circus and Oxford Street and so on. We would do what's called Christmas traffic. And the dirt that was on our skin, in areas, up our noses, etc., from just the pollutants of the diesel and the petrol pollutants from cars, from particulates, and that's sitting on top of your skin. So you don't even realize that. Probably worse in cities and especially the more congested places as it would be to the countryside. And a, a, a good sort of a shower, a hell of a soak, especially with a salt water soak like Steve just described in the bath, or a sauna to get rid of that ingrained filth. It's absolutely disgusting. Now, one of the tricks you can follow up the sauna with, and especially if someone knows what the reason why you've gone there for and you tell them, specifically what you're after, not just a deep tissue massage, Steve, but you can work with uh, some specific masseuse or, or massaging uh, experts, and they will work with cleansers. They will work to look at the health of your skin, and especially in particular places and stuff like that. So the sauna, in combination with those protocols, is something else that you can use as a way of looking after your skin. So that that's a thing, again, be aware. Like I said, it's not just sweat that's coming out of your skin to cool you down. Sometimes it's a way for the body to get rid of toxins. And you're again, when Steve talks about younger men especially, uh, but women also, uh, with the hormone issues that come with puberty, think about the junk food that teenagers are eating, Steve. The stuff that's coming out of their skin is, and that's going to be, it's going to sit on top of your skin. It's not just the oil. It's not just literally water. There's salts. There's loads of toxins in there that's coming out, and that's a way for your body to get rid of them. And that's the reason sometimes that we get acne. And, of course, we're going to the gym, we're on PEDs, we've got the hormones way worse than we had as a teenager, and those toxins are going to come out a certain particular way. For example, in steroids, I, mean, I think there's a specific few years ago, Steve, where there were issues with heavy metals that were supposed to be uh, contaminating certain products that were coming out of China, and that included some of the lower-grade steroids. It's got a lot better since then. But again, that stuff's going to come out onto your skin. It's going to be sitting there. And that's another reason why you're going to have screen issues. What, about, what do you think on that, Steve? Yeah, it's an ironic thing. If you wash your face in the shower, you wash your face in the sink, the water that you're using is full of chemicals. So now you're putting more chemicals on your skin. And it's kind of like you're, you're spinning your wheels on this. You got to remember what acne is. Acne happens when your hair follicles on your skin become clogged. So it's an inflammatory disorder of the skin. So adding more inflammatory things to your skin is not going to help the situation. So what are some natural anti-inflammatory? We want to go to the natural route first. Honey. And raw honey is a natural anti-inflammatory. It's a natural antibiotic. So our ancestors used to go throughout the forest and the woods, mobster looking and if they were lucky enough to find a beehive and someone in their group had the balls to learn how to 
grab some of the honey without pissing the bees off and doing it properly because there is a way to do it properly with, with the thing is with with honeybees when you start taking their honey they will attack you because you're take you're stealing their food but the thing is they will also go and grab as much honey as they can fill up their stomachs and in the process they won't be able to sting you because they're so fat that their stinger won't be able to get you. So they'll actually still attack you and they'll still like bump you, but they won't be able to sting you. But there's a specific way that you know how to handle honeybees where that will happen. And only someone who has experience in it is going to be able to do it. So if you've got someone in your group who is smart enough to know how honeybees think and how honeybees act, they would be able to go in and grab some, but our ancestors have been using it for thousands of years and it works beautifully well. Not only that, it's a wonderful treat. Um, it, it's, it, you know, to, to consume as well. Very, very healthy, full of uh, nutrients and using it on the skin is a great thing. Um, bug bites. Uh, when I get bug bites, I will put some raw honey on my bug bite and it helps. Um, I'll also put a uh, lime or lemon on my bug bites. Now in this case, honey works incredibly well because it has amazing antioxidant properties. So it it's gonna help clean clear dirt and it's gonna help clear the breeze from your pores. So it's gonna open everything up. It's an anti flame it's gonna make you feel better. And it's it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing that nature has given us. The other natural thing to put on your skin is fermented apple cider. Now you got to get the good stuff. You got to get the good ACV, apple cider vinegar. And this, make sure you don't get the cheap, you know, Walmart, you know, supermarket uh, apple cider vinegar. That's just diluted crap, okay? It's just diluted. It's, it's it's mostly made up of water and they just dilute it. And it's, it's got a, the color of apple cider vinegar, but really it's not raw. You got to get the raw apple cider vinegar, which costs um, a lot more. It costs three, four times the amount but it's the real stuff. And that actually helps kill acne bacteria. So you apply it and it's going to suppress inflammation and clear up the breakouts. Um, but you definitely want to take the raw apple cider vinegar and add it to some water. You want to dilute it yourself. So you want to take the raw apple cider vinegar and dilute it yourself. You don't want to buy the one that's already diluted in the store. So it makes a really, really big difference. So that is the second option. But I would I would try the honey first and then go with apple cider vinegar. You might like that one better. The third one, mobster, before we bring you in, is aloe vera. And aloe, now this one, um, this one is interesting because aloe, any cook or chef knows that they want to keep aloe around because whenever they get a burn cooking. They can apply the aloe vera right away, and it's a great thing for burns. Now, here's the thing you may not know. You can actually grow aloe vera very, very easily. So you can get a pot and keep the aloe in the pot on your front porch or your back patio or even you know if you have an apartment near a window. And it's pretty easy to um, you know to have. You know, All you got to do is just give it a little bit of water every now and then. It doesn't even need that much water. And the aloe, you actually cut the plant. And it has a sticky, um, so you know, st stickiness to it. 
the liquid inside the plant is very sticky. So you could actually take that and just rub it on your skin. And it's a natural way. Um, the gel-like substance, you just put it on it. It's going to soothe it. It's going to make it feel better. You can also use it on sunburns. Okay, If you ever go to the beach or you go boating or something, you end up with a sunburn, you can apply aloe vera and it works really good. It's a natural way to help with acne because it does contain salicylic acid and sulfur. So it's a great moisturizer and it's going to help keep your clean uh, skin nice. So it's a good preventative measure. Uh, you can use it as a preventative measure ahead of the situation when on steroid cycle, you usually start getting acne. For some of you, it may be right away. Some of you may be a few weeks in. Some of you may be in PCT. So you can start applying the aloe vera and you can just like, you can get the plant. You don't have to buy, buy it from the store. Just get the plant and whenever it starts happening, just slice a piece of the plant and then just apply it to your skin. So these are really natural solutions. I just gave you guys three that really, really help when it comes to controlling the skin issue and controlling acne that you, you may have not heard of. So, Mopser, uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Here, here's one that came up the other day. Funny enough, I saw this on Facebook, and it's one of those things you think actually it makes sense and why don't we all do it more often, right? So I would say that probably the majority, maybe 75 80% of our listeners have a shower or a good scrub up, shall we say, Steve, when they get up in the morning. And the reason they do that is because it kind of it, it stimulates you, gets you ready for the day. You feel more alert. In the same way that we have a good cup of, uh, uh, many of us will have a cup of coffee or here in the UK, a cup of tea and a good breakfast. We feel set up for the day. But ironically, in terms of skincare, we've actually got to ask about face teeth. We should all be showering or bathing or washing or whatever in that particular way of a night time. And the reason for that is, again, you know, it's quite simply, you've been out, you've been, whether you've been out walking, driving, working, sitting in an office, in an air-conditioned office, down the gym, doing what we do on this podcast for most of our listeners, working out. And again, when when do most people work out? They work out in the evening, Steve. The gyms are busiest around between 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. and 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. And, and and what you should be doing, actually, is it's not, even on non-gym days, not showering in the morning, but showering over night time. The reason for this is quite simple, because you've got that bacteria, and then you go to bed. Now, whether you're laying on crisp, clean sheets, which would be the ideal situation, or you change your sheets once a week, Steve, once a month, and God help us, I've actually seen this talked about online once a year. Good grief. You're going to be laying in, yes. Yesterday's sweating, yesterday's bacteria. And even if you've aired those sheets and kept the duvet off the bed, which, again, most people don't do, they're actually putting the blankets and the duvet back over yesterday's bacteria. So habits that we don't think are actually that unhygienic kind of are, and especially if you're acne-prone. So there's there's one right there. Something else, and I'll touch on a diet a little bit. Okay, so vitamin C uh, and vitamin E, to a lesser degree, are great for the skin. Uh, creatine, funny enough, Steve is found in a lot of the serums and creams that women use because it's a, it holds moisture under the skin and it's going to give them that plumped up look. So, but it's also going to help with moisture in the body. Now, here's the thing. What you will quite often see with people with acne who go to a dermatologist, sometimes, and but not as often as perhaps they should, Steve, they're asked about their diet. And 
what we would call dirty food, the fast food lifestyle, etc. And and again, we we understand it, guys. If you're out killing it at work, it's sometimes difficult to get into your heads that you can come home and you need more fresh fruit and you need more fresh vegetables and you need more organic and locally sourced fruit and vegetables again. But you absolutely should. And 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 especially again with the fruit with regards to vitamin C, Steve, nutrients. If you eat dirty, what do you think happens? Some of that stuff comes out, as I said earlier on, as a toxin. If you eat clean, a lot of people will find that their skin, their acne clears up. Sometimes, and again, this applies to competition diets and those of you that are doing modeling gigs or whatever else, literally a few days of tidying your diet up is enough sometimes to see a reduction in inflammation of the skin, in those follicles, in, in, in those places where you get acne, as a good example, Steve, and bodybuilders have this, uh, just around the shoulders. Something else that's just occurred to me, and I, I say that because I've just brought some, some ridges and needles before we did this podcast. Something that we highly recommend, and, and, and actually just thought to myself to add to my shopping list. Some of you will have the terrible habits, and it is a bad habit, guys. You should be wiping your skin down before you give yourself an injection. Now, that's for a number of reasons, two mainly. Number one, of course, is risk of infection from the actual injection itself, getting into the skin, giving you abscesses and so on and so forth. And the other one, of course, is clean skin in and around the injection site because the injection site is probably more likely to have skin issues, Steve, than anywhere else. Another tip for you, and this is in terms, before we even get into antibacterial creams and soaps and so on and so solutions, uh, exfoliating now i would tread carefully with this in one particular way because to exfoliate is essentially taken off the top dry layer of skin and you can see this ladies and some men will go off to the parlor get exfoliated especially on the face and it will come out in a kind of pinkish glow and almost a reaction in and of itself but once the skin settled down you feel amazing now this especially works as i said earlier around the time of competition for a modeling gig, when you need to look good and so on. Even some people, before they go on holiday, hit the beach, etc. I've got dry skin on my fire seat because I'm out in the sun all the time. So the issue there is you don't want to do it the day before a competition or before that photographic gig that I've mentioned. You want to do it a couple of days, three or four days beforehand, three or four days before you go on holiday and look good on the beach. You do that to get rid of that dry skin, to moisturize afterwards, and to allow the skin to calm down and settle with the new healthy stuff on the top layer. Now, having some layer of dead skin on the top is perfectly normal, but we're talking about specifically where it's an actual problem. It, it can give an age to the skin, Steve. And again, that dry skin is stopped sitting on top of the healthy stuff. And again, we're talking about bacteria and toxins and so on and so forth. One I'd also be careful with, the skin cleansers that some people use, and I'm thinking of the alcohol-based ones. The classic advert for the alcohol-based ones, Steve, was the cotton swab wipes under the skin and a person holds it to the camera and it looks black with dirt. It is entirely possible that there is some dirt on there, but what you're also doing is applying a layer of alcohol to the skin, which will dry the skin out. So that it, again, one of those things where you can use it as a cleanser, but you don't want to dry the skin out too much. So sometimes... As a solution added to the skin afterwards to moisturize it. So those are tips as well, Steve. I get a few of things on, on actual stuff in regards to antibacterial soaps and the like when it's an issue and, and cleansing um, topics, etc., that the listeners might benefit from typically anyway from you. 
Yeah, and alcohol is really, really bad. And we know from studies that alcohol dilates the pores of the skin. That's not going to help. It also help, it leads to hormonal imbalances. That's not going to help. So although it's not necessarily directly linked to acne, um, there is indirect, many indirect things, including reducing your immune system um, and triggering the acne because of bacteria inflammation and excess oil production and all that stuff. So alcohol is a killer. What I recommend if acne is something that's really, really ruining your life is to try fasting for a couple of days and see if the acne improves. Um, if it improves and that tells you that there's something in your diet that's causing an issue. So you got to kind of take a look at your diet. And as mobster said, Obviously, eating more clean is going to not only help with, with your skin, but it's also going to help your entire body. And fasting itself is really, really good for the skin as well uh, because it will recycle cells. And that in itself can really, really go a long way with your acne. As Mobster, men as Mobster mentioned, dermatologists, they're some of the best doctors out there. Um, and, and the reason they are is because it's an, it's an easy medicine because you could see the skin. So dermatologists can work with you and try different things with you. And you'll be able to actually physically see it working with your own eyes. It's not something that's happening inside your body. We have to go get x-rays or go get an MRI, or they have to like open you up to do uh, a surgery inside you. And those types of medicines, that's a less of a, you know, uh, good thing. You don't have to go get blood work and all this other stuff. So it's less, uh, on point, but a dermatologist, they can literally put something on your skin and see, you know, if it works, you know? So, and that's why dermatologists are some of my favorite doctors for that reason, because they actually get the ironclad results for you. And, um, so try a dermatologist, um, and, you know, make sure you look up the reviews and find a good one in your area. If all else fails. And at the, at the end of the day, Accutane might be, something for you to use. And if you don't want to go through the doctor and go, go get a prescription, you can come on the forums and we do have sponsors. Uh, our sources on the forum do sell Accutane and Accutane is, is a drug to treat acne and it does help. Um, now it does come with side effects as well. That's why we're, that's why we're, we're trying to, you know, steer you toward the more natural treatments but at the end of the day, there's so many different creams, Mobster. I'll let you finish out the show in a second. But there's so many creams out there that are sold. You go to the uh, drugstore, you go to the health food store. There's a whole rack of acne solutions. And to be honest with you, most of them are bullshit because it's going to make it may help you initially, but over the over time, it uh, it may make it worse because now you're adding even more chemicals to, to your skin. And that's kind of not what we want to do. We want less. Less is better. So I would try the more natural solution before you start spending 30, 40, 50 bucks on these creams. I would kind of try these natural solutions first, these at-home solutions, and then go from there. And then worse come to worse, it may come down to getting Accutane and it may come down to seeing a dermatologist and really um, ironing down how you can solve this. And you be look, be open with your dermatologist. Be like, look, I use anabolic steroids. I don't, I don't abuse them, but I use them here and there. 
I tend to yeah. get the acne flare-ups when I'm on them. Is there something that you can prescribe for me? Is there something you can recommend that I can start taking that we can try? And look, they'll they'll help you. Be be open and honest with them because they're not going to understand, you know, why your acne is uh, flaring out of nowhere, um, especially as a man. And they're going to want to know, like, what the hell is going on? So just be open and upfront with them. And this way they'll understand, yeah, I'm using anabolic steroids, just throwing my hormones off. And that's what's flaring my acne up. So, Mobster, finish out the show. I thought it was a lot of good information. And come on the forums. If you found something that works for your skin and works for your acne on steroids, share it with others. And maybe it will work for them, too. Yeah, yeah. It's simple stuff. Lots of solutions. And, again, we don't always think of these things. But whether that's uh, changing your towels and your hand towels, your flannels, etc., the brushes and even the uh, I've forgotten what they're called the scrubbies, the little uh, bundles of nylon that we rub onto our skin, washing and sterilizing those. And again, especially going to cycles, avoid being around people that smoke or smoking yourself, using other drugs, recreational drugs. Those we, we talk about uh, uh, serious, serious drug abuse. Very rarely they eat improperly, but the skin tends to be very, very bad. You can tell just by looking sometimes at people. And again, some of this is just common sense, like I said, whether it's cleaning your gym kit, wiping benches down and kit that you've used from the last person, and to put it crudely, especially if the last person was a sweaty motherfucker, and just good old-fashioned common sense. By all means, come onto the forums. If you've got some natural tips that your nan taught you as a family remedy or stuff that you found that's worked really, really well when you've had terrible acne, we would love to hear that because you'll be using that for the benefit of, and providing that information for the benefit of all of our listeners and, and all of the members of the forums. So hopefully you enjoyed that one, guys. Please give us your feedback, as always. And please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.